Why do Catholic Bibles have seven books in their Old Testament that Protestant Bibles do not? Did the Catholic Church add these books to the Bible? Or did Protestantism remove these books? Hi, I'm Gary Machuda. In this video series, we will investigate the question, is the Deuterocanon sacred scripture? One of the biggest difficulties that confronts us in answering this question is our understanding of first century Judaism. It has been long held, especially in classic Protestant apologetics, that the Jews of the first century held to a single, closed, fixed, universally accepted collection of sacred works well before the time of Christ. And that when Jesus and his inspired apostles came on the scene, they simply adopted the same canon as their normative text. As the Christian church grew, so the belief is, it abandoned its Jewish roots and began to accept other books as sacred scripture as well. So that, according to this scenario, by the time of the Protestant Reformation, the issue of the canon had become so confused that the Protestant reformers are said to have restored the church back to its pristine Jewish roots by adopting the Jewish canon. But is the scenario plausible? Was there really a single, closed, universally accepted Old Testament canon within first century Judaism? No, there could not be, for one very simple reason. There was not a single, universally accepted, normative Judaism in the first century. Now, to understand this answer better, we need to look at Judaism as it was back around the time of Christ. For those who are familiar with the New Testament, you're well aware that the Jews did not make up a single monolithic religious body, but rather it was comprised and divided into various groups, sects, and cults. For example, we read about various parties such as the Pharisees, the Samaritans, the Sadducees, and the Zealots. We also hear about the Jews in the, of the Diaspora, that is, Jews who were living outside the area of ancient Judea. We can also add to this mix, the Jews that weren't aligned to any particular party, group, or sect within Judaism. Now, over the years, we've discovered additional evidence for even more groups and divisions within first century Judaism. For example, a contemporary of Jesus, Philo of Alexandria, who was a Jewish philosopher, mentions a group of what could be described as quasi-monastic Jews. We're also familiar with the discoveries of Qumran, that is the Dead Sea Scrolls, and the community of Jews that lived there known as the Essenes. All these groups were united in various general ideas concerning monotheism, but they were also divided in terms of their own particular doctrines and politics. These divisions extended even to which books comprised scripture. For example, the Samaritans believed that only the first five books of the Old Testament, known as the Pentateuch, were sacred. They rejected all of the prophets and all of the writings. This is in stark contrast to other groups, for example, the Essenes. The Essenes believed and held as sacred text all the books of the protocanonical Old Testament, with the possible exception of the Book of Esther, as well as the Book of Enoch, Tobit, Sirach, and several of their own writings as well. 
even within some of these groups there were divisions. For example, the Pharisee party was divided into two schools, the school of Shammai and the school of Hallel. According to rabbinical writing known as the Mishnah, the school of Shammai denied that the book of Ecclesiastes was sacred, while the school of Hallel claimed that it was sacred. There were also disagreements on the sacredness of the Book of Esther, Song of Songs, and perhaps others as well. The claim, therefore, that the Jews of the first century possessed a single, normative, universally accepted closed canon is clearly contrary to the evidence. There are many different groups within Judaism, and we know that several of them held to differing views of which books were sacred. Moreover, each of these groups claimed to be the true expression of Judaism in their day. Well, which one of these groups were right? Were the Samaritans the true expression of Judaism? Or the Essenes? Or the Pharisees? And if it's the Pharisees, how do we know which party of the Pharisees were right? For the unbeliever, this question is unanswerable. You would either have to claim that no one was the true expression of Judaism, or you'd have to pick and choose between these various parties. But for the Christian, the answer to which group was the true expression of Judaism is actually quite straightforward and easy to answer. The one group that was the true expression of Judaism in the first century were the Christians. Whatever books that Jesus Christ and his inspired apostles accepted are the normative and authentic sacred scriptures. It's as simple as that. If you come to the conviction that Jesus is the true Messiah and Son of God, then you know that he could not be deceived, nor would he deceive anyone. And therefore, he becomes the ultimate norm for all Christian belief, including the norm of scripture. Therefore, although academically, it may be interesting to study these various groups within first century Judaism, but for the Christian, there is only one answer. Whatever text that Jesus and his inspired apostles handed on to the church, those texts are the normative sacred scripture for all Christians. But how do we know whether or not Jesus and his inspired apostles handed on the Deuterocanon as sacred text to the church? We can look at internal evidence, that is the evidence as found inside Christian writings, namely the New Testament, and external evidence as well. In our next episode, we'll begin our investigation by looking at the internal evidence as found in the New Testament. My name is Gary Machuda, and thank you for watching.